Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Different Spokes. We're here with Matt Lawhead, Matt Smith. We're here. We're doing stuff. We're uh, we're here to shoot the shit. It's a nice Sunday morning. And uh, how you doing, Lawhead? What's going on? Yo, it is a pretty nice Sunday morning. Like I walked outside this morning and I was pissed. I was like, oh my god, it rained again last night. But yeah, it is a nice like right now. If you look outside, it's like blue sky, Simpsons clouds. Like it's a yeah. nice ass day. Little, little brisk. You're not gonna get sweaty. Yeah. Good stuff. It's a little. Yesterday past. I walked. Out, I walked outside yesterday morning. It was like 65 at like seven in the morning. In in no dude global warming. Like it's what is the second week in November, and yeah. I had a t-shirt and shorts on yesterday. See, I, I'm jealous of you because you like still get real winter. Like you get snow. We just get freaking rain down here. I mean. It seems like it's been affecting everybody lately, though, with the uh, the warm front or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know. Um, well, yeah, Florida just got another hurricane. What? Who they? What was it like? Nicole or something? They just got hit with. Oh, another one! Damn. I don't know. My buddy at work like gives me all the weather updates. I'm like, uh, thanks. Cool. That's cool. Like Florida. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. So. uh What's shaking in your neck of the woods? I got a couple things on my list I can I can go through, but I wanted to see what's going on over there. Uh, so trying to like recap stuff we talked about all week. Like I think podcasts that dropped, mm-hmm. sponsorship switch ups that came out. Um, I just get like random ideas, and I don't yeah. know if they're really if they really have any value. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what people care about. I don't know what you want to talk about. Like, I straight up was thinking, like, I want to do a boot review. <laughs> like, like I wear I wear work boots every day. This time of year, my yard's wet. Like, I don't know. You know, is there any value in that? Like, do people care? Like, Yo, maybe not. I, I um, think there absolutely is. Yeah. I just – I get ideas, and I'm down to talk about anything. Um, I was I, – I, I've been, like – really considering finally building something in my driveway. Like we first, Ooh, important thing that I'm already breaking my own rule. We did that last podcast. And I said to myself, I'm going to print out a, a, a piece of paper and hang it on my wall. And it's going to say, don't say like, <laughs> I just do not want to say like, I say it way too many times. You, you know, but, uh, another way to, to mitigate that is just to, is to go one step above that. Like in the, in the gray matter of your brain and just try and force yourself not to fill every blank space, which is. It's, easy. it's a, like a, um, what would be the word? A, a pause that you're trying to fill the space. Yep. Like a, a subconscious pause and you think you need to say something and really you don't have to, you know, just collect your thoughts. I think it's something where you're, you're on a screen or you're looking at yourself or you're on multiple, like your brain is taking in the video and it's trying to think of what you want to say. And there's that blank spot and you feel obligated to fill that with something or you're trying to explain yourself. Yeah. And, uh, I just really want to cut that out cause I'm notorious with saying that. And I try to listen to other people. I heard a podcast the other day and somebody said it like not nearly. See, I just did it. Not nearly as aggressively as me, but I still thought they might want to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, but I was saying, so 
I've been really thinking about building something in the driveway finally. Um, I just, the spots in my town, I really feel like I've done practically everything I've wanted to do. Nothing new is really popping up. Um, We actually lost a park recently. So we had, I had Pottstown. That was probably 10 minutes away. Little cement park. I don't know if you've been there. All the training kind of sucks, like a plaza style. I don't know. It's not bad. It was really fun when it first came out 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, we had another park probably 10, 15 minutes north. Um, prefab ramps kind of reminded you. Remember the YMCA where I used to work? Yeah. Imagine if that park had a third of the stuff, maybe a quarter. And... uh you could definitely go there and keep busy like it was it was grimy and jibby, like it was fun. Um, they actually tore that out. And I know they were Justin was telling me, because he's lived here like his whole life, and um they've notoriously had problems, like the township was never really into having the park there. Um, it's kind of back in an apartment community, like whatever you call that, like townhomes. Mm-hmm. And I heard one rumor they were gonna rebuild it, but I don't know how much validity there is in that but that that park was fun that was like probably 10 to 15 minutes north of here and then we have a third park probably 20 minutes and it kind of reminds you of radnor a little bit oh you were there exeter it was prefab like blue ramps and we rode that years ago and you were trying to ice hard or ice 180 like a little grind box yeah you've been there yeah um, cause they actually got rid of some of those ramps. Mm-hmm. I, I went there and, not too, uh, too long ago and I was like, wow, why is this place kind of whooped? Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of some stuff. Somebody yeah. cut the rail. Like they got rid yeah. of some random things. Um, but anyway, my whole rambly thing is like everything within a half hour of me, I feel like I've kind of done kind of, I'm not, I'm not super motivated to drive to. And if I build something in my driveway, I have a little more control over what I build it's right there. I have no excuse not to go to it. It's taking my bike outside. What uh, um, what do you think about building? I was going to keep it real simple and probably just like a bank to a sub and a long, low box. And then I have a couple rails that Justin gave me that I kind of want to rebuild a little bit. Like, I don't know if I, I had them welded together and I was never super, super happy with how it turned out i think i kind of need to like cut the feet off and just redo them mm-hmm. but i could make a long low rail and i think if i had a mellow bank to sub and then some kind of box along the side of my driveway like it really wouldn't affect how we park and it really wouldn't be an eyesore to the neighbors even though they're like 95 years old and don't know what's going on anyway <laughs> um but my, my hang-up right now is lumber prices. I just keep – I don't know. I, I should just bite the bullet and suck it up and go for it. So maybe that will be my winter project. I don't know. I heard keep the, thinking about it, though. I heard the prices are on their way back down, too. They they peaked. They went down. They came back up for a little bit, and I think they're on their second comeback. So it's kind of like a bouncing effect. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I went on a little mission – um, so I, there's this park that I was doing something on Google maps and I don't know if I typed in skate park or what the hell I did, but I basically stumbled onto this park 
that I had never seen before. It was built in like 2014. It was 20 minutes from my house. It would have been, when I lived in Coatesville, it would have been, I don't know, 40 minutes from my house. But either way, it was in such a trafficked area that I thought, how have I never seen this park before? So I found it. I texted uh, Justin right away. And I'm like, yo, have you ever seen this park before? And he basically said, what the fuck? How have I never been there? It's been there since 2014. Um I went and finally checked that out yesterday and it sucked. Like oh. it was, it was at a police station. Yeah. It didn't help. They were, they were having some farmer's market, little like community day, something or other going on, mm-hmm. but everything it, I, the way I would describe it, it was like Amity. I'd rather ride Amity than ride this park. And that'll make sense to people that have been there. But I mean, it was just everything was too close to the fence was the problem. The way they laid everything out, you might come off of a ledge or a rail and you were two foot away from the fence. And long story short, it just sucked. And <laughs> when I originally found it, I, I thought, how have I never seen this before? And I don't know if I hallucinated this or if this really happened, but I think I remember somebody going there years ago when it was first built and they were like, it sucked don't go there. And I think that was why my brain just never retained it. Mm-hmm. And there's been this park right under my nose, 20 minutes from my house, but I wouldn't go back there. I'd rather just go ride Pottstown or ride <laughs> Exeter. Right. It, it was whack. Um, the other thing I went to look for, I was going like a month or so ago, I was going from work to a job site and I saw this random parkour when they run up yeah, the like the half, thing or whatever. I, I saw one of those in a church parking lot, like or kind of like in a field. Yeah. And yeah. it looked at the time like it was built to be permanent. And I said, I gotta get down there, I gotta get down there. And I put it off for probably a month, but I knew what it was. I knew what I saw. It was in the grass. It would have been like a fun little hit and run, quick tranny thing. It was gone when I got to the church. So I don't know if they were setting mm-hmm. up for some kind of temporary parkour show or something but i was bummed because it would have been cool just to get like a quick little carve clip or something on but my mission yesterday total failure damn parkour half pipe was gone new mystery skate park sucked like anyway (laughs) that fully fed into me like i want to build something in the driveway um when i first moved up here um you know, you're familiar with the Coatesville spot. You've been there a couple times. It basically, I don't know if it was Pico or who parks on the property now. They tore everything off. It really doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if anybody's actually been on the property and seen if the rails and half pipe were torn out. But um, I missed having something like that. We rode that for 10 years practically. Yeah. And it was a solid local. And when I moved up here, I started looking right away. And even with Pottstown kind of being a mill town, I really haven't found anything. So I, you know, I talked to Justin. I said, is there anything around? Like, do you want to get anything started? And there's just not a good spot for it. So that ultimately has like led me down to, okay, build something in the driveway. And that's, I think after being here for almost three years, I'm finally like, okay, I'm going to do it. COVID's over. Like, I don't know. I have the spare time to do it. House projects are kind of wrapped up. So right. that is a super 15 minute roundabout 
arrival at I want to build something in my driveway. So <laughs> maybe I'll have that to talk about soon. It's the it's the prequel to the, you know, what's that called when they make a movie about like the beginning. Yeah. Something. Yeah. What 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 drove me to be here? What drove me to build something in the Yo. in the driveway? Yeah. Um, there's there's a skate park that, that I went only been to like twice so far. That's kind of newer in the realms of being here for a while now for over a year and they have this long flat rail and i'm like yo let me party on that thing yeah but the way that you come at it right side it's too close to the fence and it's like a weird turn right like, you kind of have to like somehow get speed cut that corner and then maybe crank again just to grind the whole thing not even like not even to grind it fast just to get it like so i totally so you get know what you mean like shit can be set up weird like that you know what that is that's your sign to put opposite pegs on <laughs> 20 plus years into the game you put opposite pegs on now <laughs> i had i had opposite pegs on back when i was in for like four years maybe a little bit oh, yeah. that. and and i just kept clipping my back foil and everything oh yeah don't you wear like 12s or something or don't yeah. you have like big ass dude that's like that's conway's problem too like he wears like 14s or something yeah, it, and uh, there's got to be a, a, a minimum back end length that goes along with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can't have the 12 8 back end, you know, modern geometry back end and run a back peg or opposite back peg with your back foot when you wear, yeah, size 12 yeah. shoes. That's kind of crazy because that's like the first time I've, I've thought of like an, an actual because it's freestyle, you could do whatever you want, right? You can fucking yeah. ride a pogo stick, but it's like it's literally you can't like this is the ergonomics are not going to work out for you if you have i remember when i first put opposite pegs on and i i think i only wear a 10 or a 10 and a half and i remember hitting my heel but i adjusted real quickly to that even with a short back end i think my back end now is probably i don't know in the realm of 12 8 12 7 5 um because I have my dropouts ground out probably a quarter inch. so. And you're still on that same frame? I miraculously have had the same frame for six or seven years. I have no idea how – I have a theory. Mm. I have a theory that because I powder-coated it myself, it made it that much stronger with three coats of powder coat because you have the primer, <laughs> you have the base coat, and then I did a clear coat on it. And I, I think to myself, okay, all the three aftermarket – heavy powder coat coatings are holding it together and keeping, <laughs> it, keeping it alive um i had a i was on the goat cave dudes pod cam uh yesterday and he asked me what was my favorite episode i've done so far yeah and i said it was the frame cast because i was like you have people who are you know being actually being customers talking about the shit that they're going through but then yeah. as i was explaining this to him i'm like well i bought a frame but I don't think Lawhead ever did. <laughs> I, man, fuck. I think the frame I have now, it was a warranty frame. Like, <clears throat> we talked about this before. I yeah. ran the D-Heart. I ran, like, the D-Heart 1, 2, and 3, whatever the hell he had. I think he had, like, three frames. Got the Benny L, and I had the Benny 1, and now I have the Benny 2 or the Benny 3, whatever the hell... I don't know, and I've just so, never. I, go ahead. So your next frame should be the Alive Industries Benny frame. 
I looked at it for a minute. Like, oh, cool. I, I really, I have no reason, unless I break my frame, I have no reason to get a new one. The geometry solid. Right. I'm so set in it after so many years. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Unless there's unless a hazard, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It makes, it makes total sense. I would just, you know, check those welds. <laughs> get a I'm going to get you a magnifying glass for Christmas. I, I've gone over it and I've looked and I've oh, gone over like every weld and now it's it's solid. I don't know what happened with it. It's it's almost just a freak of nature. It seems as if it should have broken by now. It just mm. seems like I don't know. It just just from being a piece of metal in the elements, like it just seems like it shouldn't have held up the way it has. You know, I was thinking about that because I was looking at my bike just hanging out on in the drive in the garage, and I'm like. If you have your stuff tight, say you have your headset pressed tight, say you have your yeah. chain drawn tight, you have all these all this pressure being applied to all this metal at all times. Oh yeah, you know even I mean? even if your your rear hub or your front hub, if those hub bushings, whatever the hell you call them, if there's a gap between where the forks naturally sit or where your back end naturally sits and you're clamping that down that's stressing those welds yep yep 24 7 it's such an interesting like dynamic because like what did somebody do somebody did something where like they i don't know if it was like a foot jam but think of like the people that do like the oh where they do like the 360 tail whip to to like foot jam whip things yeah yeah and it's like yo you put it you put so much fucking force into that weld of those forks and they they're, they're fine it's crazy you're you're right and they probably have like half their parts are probably tie they have no pegs and i don't know maybe it's a lot less force than what we do you know a couple couple pounds different but i, I know what you mean yeah, I mean, either way, it's just like, oh, all these things are under pressure, and then we do weird shit, or like, where people jump jump up and do like a nose press without even doing a foot jam. I mean, I don't yeah. know what's worse for the forks, a regular nose press or a foot jam, but, or like, um, when people do nosies and they bail out and the bars hit the ground. Yeah. I've seen plenty of people like have their bars slip or whatever, and it's like, I've heard somebody talk about this before, like, would you rather your bars slip or your bars crack? You know, like oh yeah, we were talking about somewhere. that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's crazy. I guess if if they slip though, you're you're ripping out the knurling on the bars and the clamping area and your stem. Yeah, but you could always put a little bit of screen mesh in there. Yeah. But then once you do that, you might be cracking a crossbar off or some shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I, I was uh. I was, I was uh, watching that the BMX Day Jam that I guess it was like Garrett and I don't you know whoever had in San Diego and mm -hmm. I was watching the behind the scenes of um it was on like our BMX or something and it was them installing that DIY rail and that was another thing that just got me like fiending to freaking build something dude watching you know them do that the uh, what do you yeah. call that. Um, like rebel run of building that thing all day. I mean, it sucked to see at the end of the video, they were like, and if you're wondering how long it lasted, it lasted less than a week. Oh, but um, yeah. I just, I, I want to do something. I want to make something new. I need some kind of motivation to ride 
something different or something else. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. you know, you were talking about the park by you coming up and riding that DIY by your house. Dude, that thing was stupid fun. Like that was so fun to ride. And that was just uh, such a breath of fresh air and have somewhere where you have a community that people are doing something. That's awesome. Yo, every week, every week there's like a, a new random obstacle and every time i go yeah. it's dead so i'm like oh what did the kids get into this time <laughs> yeah that's like and they had like a it was like um it looked like one of those benches you've seen in, in the videos but somebody built one instead yeah it's like, like a wavy bench and they used okay. the grind resistant planks but they did them horizontally so if, like if you were to grind it it'd be like brrr. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like an S yeah. ledge. Yeah. There, there's a prefab company. I don't know if it's Skate Wave or whoever, but we've written a couple of those. Um, Charm City used to have one, I think. Oh shit. And it was an S, so one end was low going down, and the other end was high going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you you see shit like that, and you're like, I can't even fucking think of. I can barely even tire ride this thing. And then uh, you pull up on Instagram and Mark Burnett's likes people, hard 360, that shit. You know, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so as soon as I get bored or burn out on that park, I see a clip from him and I'm like, it's just interest and, and determination. <laughs> How long would you say it took you to get burnt out on that park? Not long. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I feel like I could ride that for months and, and, and like... I think I'm just being picky. Yeah. Because it, it is fine. It's just like, yeah. okay, you know um that park in Reading, the prefab park. Yeah. Yep. What's that? Stonecliff. Stonecliff. Shit yeah. Cliff, also known as. But yeah. The Stonecliff can get boring too. But the cool part about Stonecliff was like you could drop in, you know, hit the spine, hit the hip, hit the pyramid, hit the quarter, and do it all, come back and you're and you know what I mean? Like yeah. All of your effort was applied to just the actual fun stuff. Like the Albany spot has like these bowl corners at the bottom that it's like you can go fast, you can hit them crazy if you want to, but then it's like, where do we go from here? Oh, up three. I, three I know what you're saying. So Albany, you're you're kind of riding spots. You're not riding the park. Yeah, and. And that I'm, makes sense. I'm That's not fair. A flowy dude, you know, but I I, yeah. I enjoy it if it presents itself. <laughs> yeah, when I went there, I rode the sub box for mm-hmm. you know half hour, forty five minutes, and I just rode the sub box as a spot and didn't really ride the entire park. You know, I have yet to do that. When when oh, I saw you do that, so I was like, fun. why haven't I done this yet? Because like That's also it, my... uh, go ahead. Uh, I had plastics on it when I first started riding the park, and I was like, well, I don't want to slip out because I know I'm going to want to do a nice fakie. I know I'm going to want to do a nice 2.7, and with the plastics, I know I'm asking for trouble trying to do those tricks with those pegs. So, Believe it or not, for being metal coping with plastic pegs, it could have been worse because I got the ice to tooth and was pretty fine. Oh, nice. It, it wasn't like pure glass, you're going to die. It was right in the middle. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was comfortable enough that it slid well, but you weren't gonna eat shit. Mm-hmm. I would like to uh, one day ice across and maybe like ninety fake. So that would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, that'd be cool. That. But it's 
it's a cool area man like it's a nice atmosphere like a lot of the times on the weekends in the morning you just got a bunch of old heads playing basketball and it kind of just makes you feel i know it's albany but it feels like it's like almost like central park or something it just feels like just like a city like everybody's going about their thing you know there's people on that top court playing tennis while you're riding bike and everybody's getting along it's kind of kind of neat like in that respect granted i was only there for a couple hours but i didn't get the vibe that albany not that you could let your guard down but albany didn't feel like a a philly or a reading where you might have to not, not pull your camera out or not have not have your head on a swivel you know what i mean it i don't know maybe where the park is is a nicer area it, it seems like there's something about it i'm sure at like certain times I, I I feel like it's more random, like like there was a sketchy person that was just like hanging out at the top of the th- out of the park, not with a bike, yeah. not with a board, and you're like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, and it's like, all right, so keep an eye on your stuff, you know, just kind of. Yeah. I feel like it's really random. Like the one day a guy in a full blown suit showed up and started skateboarding. You know, I don't go that often. Yeah. But when I do go, it's like a fucking mystery every time. Like, I went yeah. for my birthday, and this guy showed up on that one wheel, and he was jumping shit. And I was like, you know what? He's fucking living his best life. That looks fun. Like, he doesn't look like he's trying. He's not going to worry about his back being sore later. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, so the you just got your 3D printing machine back? Oh, yeah. I kind of had, like, if you want to talk about that, I had a... Kind of a crazy failure, and uh, I was at work when it happened, and Laura, she texted me, and she said, oh, my God, I was making a, a noise. Um, you know when you when your drill, when the throttle, like, um, what's the word? Like when it stops rotating and the throttle is kind of like, yeah. you know? She said it was doing that. Oh, wow. So I, I got home. And I started to mess with it, and I kind of figured out that my my Y belt was too tight, so I loosened that. But I still wasn't super happy um, with how the plate moved up, back and forth, like up and down. Not, you know, not the extrusion head, but the plate going mm-hmm. back and forth horizontally. And uh, I kind of I kind of got into okay, do I do I dive into this myself and look into fixing it and spend a ton of time? I said, you know what? Let me let me just jump on Google and see if there's any kind of 3D printing repair shop. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, just somebody to look at it. Maybe even just give it a little little tune up because I've run it so many hours. And surprisingly, there was somebody 10 minutes away in the town above me. And I said, 10 minutes away. You know what? This is like too good to be true. I'm just gonna take it up to this guy. I was uh, texting the guy. He was real cool, and uh, he took a look at it and he really he said he like did some little minor things and didn't really charge me anything. So I was like, whatever. I kind of wanted to make sure it wasn't going to catch on fire when I wasn't home kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I got it back and I think I just had the one belt like way too crazy tight. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I've been printing, I don't know. I got it back on like Wednesday or Thursday and I've pretty much been going nonstop since then. Had clean prints and really can't complain. Just had that belt too tight. So, I don't know. I could have been I could have been a little more industrious and looked into it on my own, or I just took it somewhere, local guy, and I was happy with how that turned out. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, 
some things are worth paying just to get somebody to look at, you know? Yeah, just like out of curiosity. I wanted to make sure one of the motors wasn't going to just burst in the flames or something. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't even, maybe that doesn't even happen, but it's nice to have the peace of mind of, okay, here's some IT guy that took a look at it and I'm good to go now. Yeah, because there's like a heating element in there. There's a lot of things going on that could catch fire. Yeah. Something weird. Um, I mean, we don't know. We're not technicians. Yeah. Oh, you can actually see it. So when I when I first got it, I said, okay, I'm going to buy. Hold on. I'm going to try to point to it with my finger. My finger's not even on the screen. <laughs> oh, got to do this finger. Hold on. I'm going to point to it. Oh, oh, backwards in the camera. So I have a smoke alarm right there. Oh, nice. Oh, Good call. Yeah, just had it like. Because my wife will be working, like somebody's always home. She works during the day, but she'll be in the zone or on a call or something. And if something were to happen, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's overkill. Maybe nobody else worries about that. Yeah, that's but a genius idea, actually. I think that's really fucking just, smart. Yeah, just because I run it nonstop all the time, and just to have that there, it's like an extra layer of, I don't know. No, no, knowing that it's there, just in case. Doesn't hurt to buy a five dollar smoke alarm, yeah. and it probably should have been in this room anyway. <laughs> right. And the other uh, thing I noticed, I can see your—is that your alcohol for cleaning your plate behind you? Yeah. <laughs> so I, mine. Oh wait. Oh, oh, oh. Damn chairs in the way. <laughs> my oh, fuck. I could see it, but now I can't. <laughs> I have my little jug of alcohol like right there too. Yeah. And, and uh, I keep it away from the printer because I'm like, this is explosive, so it's gonna go away from the heat. I, dude, I don't know. You think crazy stuff like that, and maybe it's not a thing. Maybe it's not necessary, but. I don't know. It's hard. It's not hard to be better safe than sorry. Absolutely. And I, I started, um, so I'm getting, I'm getting into the swing of ledge dressing production right now. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So basically I made, I made, I have to, if anybody doesn't know, I had to 3d print the, what I wanted it to look like and then cast that in silicone. Have we ever talked about that? Like, should you give the rundown of what you went? Are you keeping it under wraps until you're totally done? Or I'm gonna do a whole a whole thing on it eventually, because because people are gonna be like, you did what for fucking grind wax? Yeah, and, and it's like six months in the ma How long has it been? You're like at least half a year in. Uh, yeah, just me expl expl explicitly trying it myself. Yeah, um, and so basically the stuff I was using, the the material the pla that i was using in order to cast my silicone onto when i used the white um pla it casted better so i went back and printed another one out of white so then i could get better castings damn so you had you had the same type of plastic and one color was better over the other oh man the white printed so clean and nice and the orange was like a little bit more stringy a little bit so weird. how how long did you have the orange out of the packaging before you tried to do that they were almost like the same time okay because i've noticed i'll i'll open up i mean obviously there's like humidity in a room and i've noticed a brand new spool that i just took out of the packaging will print better than something that's sat in my office for a while yeah it's like so clean and so nice i'm like all right and when when i saw the silicone was casting better now i'm at the point where i'm like okay, I have one mold, so I can only make one at a time. And the way that the, the way that it uh, is curing, it's creating like a divot 
like a really deep divot throughout the whole ledge dressing. So yeah. if I oh, to... oh, oh, like the whole middle is sunk in. Yeah. Because the outside cools before the inside does, and then it like what's the word? Retracts or contracts differently. I've had that happen before. Yeah. And I don't know how to really battle that. So my yeah. my route is basically okay, so it it's damn near a hollow ledge dressing at that point. So I I'll take that one, I'll flip it upside down. I was gonna say print it up or mold it upside down. And then the depressions in the base instead of the top. Right. So that's yeah. why I'm cast that's why I'm making them upside down to begin with. So that, that makes sense. Okay. So I I don't know if I can avoid it. So my my next step is to basically when I go to pour my next one, I take a little bit of extra and I pour it inside that hole. Cause yeah. the last thing I want is somebody to get this pay a premium because I'm I'm definitely gonna try and get some of my money back for these motherfuckers. Yeah. But um I, the last thing I want is somebody to be like, oh this thing's fucking hollow. What a jip. So I'm I I weighed oh. the old ledge dressings before That's I That's what I was gonna say. Project, okay. Yeah. And it's basically five ounces, anywhere between four point seven and five ounces. And once I filled in because at first when I filled it in, I'm like, well, it's still sinking again, but not as much. Do I have to keep doing it? And then I'm like, I wait it. And I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Because we're putting so much fucking time and effort. But the reason I brought all this up was because of your smoke alarm. So I used to turn my, my boiler on like high to get the, to, just to get everything going. Because I'm sitting here staring yeah. at it. I want it to go quick. I'm trying to make this shit. And then I realized and like. You have a hot plate, right? Yeah. And I'm doing the double boiler thing with the high yeah. plate. Mm -hmm. And. You know, okay, I'm doing something that doesn't really make a profit. It's it's kind of fun to do, but it's like I don't know what kind of fumes are coming off of this shit, and I, I keep subjecting myself to it. So I started like wearing like those those big uh, respirator masks that we had. Yeah, yeah, with the asbestos. pink the pink filters. Yeah. yeah. But then I realized like, or I could just not be down here. So, so what I do is I notice that if I take my boiler and I put it to like one just like level one yeah it, it will eventually boil the water yeah so my idea next is to get an extra ring camera and just put it in the basement and have it pointed at the hot plate mm -hmm. so that way i can be like okay i gotta do this i gotta do that i can make wax while i'm doing other shit like i don't need to stare yeah. at it while it melts I, I don't want you i don't want you to give away like trade secrets but do you use paraffin wax or soy wax paraffin so I think okay. soy is like, even more expensive, right? But I think soy is a little more natural, where paraffin might have more fumes than soy does. Right. But soy might, I don't know, maybe it's not a good riding wax. I don't know. It's worth exploring. That might be a, a good idea for some winter blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell anybody, dude. You don't want to give away your uh, secrets. Shit. I, I, I thought about it. I took a picture of the setup, and I was like about to tweet it, and I'm like, shit, I don't want everybody to know how I'm doing it. And then I thought about it. I'm like... If you went through this much work, you Yo, would, nobody you would wants to do it. Huh? <laughs> I said nobody wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to go through this much work. Yeah. I'm just that hell-bent on making the most premium grind wax I can fucking... You know, it, all it really is is just... I had an idea in my head a long time ago that it looked like a goddamn sauce cup. And I'm just, yeah. just driving to that point now... As I get there, I realize, yeah, this is a lot more work than it's worth. 
fuck, I'm actually going to be in the hole for all this. But eventually, now I have it. I can hold it in my hand and be like, that's exactly my idea. Yep. From here, if I just peter out with it, that's fine. Or from here, if like people pick up on it and they like it, that's cool too. But either way, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, well, like I said, even if people don't buy the shit, it's in your portfolio. Like you have the idea of I went through this process, I created this. These are all the skills I developed off of this process. Fuck if anybody buys it, you have that when you're doing something in the future. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because it's like that was my main motivation to get the printer. That was my motivation to figure out how to use Fusion 360, all that shit. Yeah. The slicer. Yep. Fucking, you taught me a little bit about that. Getting oh, that I was just thinking about that today. Like, because I've been bugging you for the last, what, three or four days about getting this inland PLA tough, you know, getting that situated. Yeah. If I also don't make things easier on myself, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I won't ask for help. I won't Google anything. I'll just fucking try to do it on my own. And I probably could have saved time, but if somebody said, I want to do this, I'd say, okay, here's what you do. Here's how you don't waste time. And I could save somebody the two or three days that I screwed around because I didn't want to look anything up or ask anybody for help. Mm -hmm. But no, it, the Inland PLA Tough, dude, I'm, I'm sold. Like, so it's I, really strong. So, I don't know strength-wise. This is the same uh, thumbnail from the other thing. <laughs> but, um, dude, stupid clean. No stringing. Um, I printed horizontally. Um, so that makes the pedal body stronger? Well, it's just a different kind of PLA that's, yeah. I guess, stronger, more rigid. I don't know chemically how it's different. But it, there was – I popped out – three big supports and then like some little, little tiny minor supports, but it was just so crazy clean compared to like other orientations or printing with PLA plus that, um, now that I have it down pat, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. Like I'm, I'm happy. Um, I got Angus and Rainer both, um, running pedals and trying stuff out and let me know what, orientations work best and what uh type of plastic they like so i i know they're dude angus will go out and beat the shit out of stuff i'm like you're the perfect person <laughs> yeah. i said throw your bike pedal grind you know just let me know what you like and i'll keep sending you stuff and um they were both psyched so that's the main thing i've been working on for the past couple of days is pumping out pedal bodies for them that's cool that'd be fun to go yeah. go pegless for a day or two and do like a a pedal grind like bonanza yo i used to always say that i'd say let's film a pegless day and just see like how we all ride and what goes down and how we treat spots um yeah yeah i could see it being fun absolutely four pegs is fun too it's just like fun to have a day set aside to do like a dorky theme we're not dorky but like you're not afraid to look dumb trying some shit yeah Remember, the last time i put four pegs on the YMCA skate park in Lebanon still existed. And I had just learned Feeble Smith's right side. And yeah. I was like, let me see if I can do it opposite. I did it like within five tries and I was like, man, four pegs. Obviously I was being a weirdo back then and like taking shit too seriously. But cause there is a lot of skill still involved. You see a lot of people showing how it works, but, but I was like, Oh, it's just like right side. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think opposite stuff.
slides better for me personally. Like, I don't know if it's the way I lean or something about the setup of my bike, but I think opposite does slide better than regular. <laughs> I want to, I'm really tempted to go back to right-hand drive, like putting the sprocket back on my dominant front foot side. Okay. Uh, so I can do back. So I can do, I call him ever since sad, lonely guy. I forget his real name. The sec Jihoon Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since he kind of like repopularized that trick, him and Eric Lichtenberger. I used to do those back in the day. Not nothing crazy. Nothing nearly like what those dudes do. But I, yeah. I remember the feeling and like, you can, like you can, with your back foot and the crank arm, you can put that crank arm on a rail and you have your foot there on the pedal still to balance it on the rail. Yeah. And it, it is such a cool fucking feeling. And you said a, a back foot pedal grind. Yeah, it's almost like a back. I would almost call it like a backside crank arm. Or like, dude, a, I I haven't done one since I got rid of my brakes. Cause back in the day, you had your <laughs> pegs on your dominant front foot, and your back foot was your pedal grind side. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe that was just me, but like I remember that being the thing back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. um, I had demolition pedals and i remember it's like somebody's dad had a die grinder and grinding everything off one side of my back foot pedal grind <laughs> you know, the, the opposite of how you have a front foot grind side now yeah but yeah dude the the rail at radner that was the only rail i ever back foot pedal grinded and died like a couple times and barely got the it one that but, went down the steps yeah, that was the only time. I think I have a picture of it somewhere. That was the only because you could you could grab your brakes and you wouldn't back. You know what I mean? You wouldn't backpedal. Like you so wouldn't have that sprocket to you. Well, no, your sprocket. Yes, yeah. So you'd be standing on your back yes, pedal. Yes. You would be doing like the, yeah. the Jim C style where he'd squeeze the brakes and then you just kind of like hang in, hang out there. Oh and good. Yeah. You're, you're taking it back. That was years ago. Yeah. I, but my point is I couldn't imagine doing it brakeless and not having the, the resistance or the for, the force of having your brakes pulled where you can lock into it that way. It, it, it works. It's just like your front end goes down lower it almost looks like a crook you kind of like i'll i will purposely keep my my front end up just a hair because i don't necessarily want a crook and uh i actually try when i first started trying that grind was breakless on a plastic jersey barrier oh the orange kind yeah, yeah i know what day, you mean, yeah. i tried it gajillions of times and i was like wow i guess this is what skateboarding is like where you just he, you think you can do something, and it was just like not working. And they could be sticky. Like I would mm -hmm. think you jump, land in that, and like flip over <laughs> right away. Like you would just stick right away. Right, and that's why I was doing it on this plastic barrier. I'm like, I'm not gonna ruin my cranks. I'm not gonna scratch up my frame too bad. Yeah. And the way that the, those barriers are at the at the very end, it has like a hole for like the next barrier to go into. Yeah. Yeah. Like a so puzzle piece shape. I was getting it where I was like sliding. And then like get to like the end and my crank arm, you know, how it sticks out your bottom bracket would go into that hole. Yeah. So then I'd, I'd get to the end and then hit that and flip. So, and 
I don't know when I figured it out to do a breakless. Maybe I just was breakless one day, one day and was trying at the park and it worked out. But uh, either way, without the sprocket there, it's good. But then you see people with the sprocket on that side getting away with it. On rails, Ooh, down rails. Right. Well, so back then, did you have a guard sprocket? No. So just you have right a guard drive, sprocket. So it was out of the way on the other side of the bike. You have a guard sprocket nowadays. You have a way smaller sprocket probably. And then you even have like the fifth peg shit. So if you so, have a fifth peg on your bottom bracket, it's all, dude, it's a whole different ballgame. And everything's fucking plastic nowadays. So I, so with my full guard sprocket, you know, you know, York, the York part. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the newer section, they have that, that kind of like weird rail that goes kind of like across that little channel gap. Yeah. And it's got the little fucking hole on the one side. Yeah. Yeah. So I go on that and I'll, I can pedal grind that with the sprocket on that side, brakeless. But it's like a toss-up every single time. With and your I, back foot. Yeah, with my back foot. Yeah. And the way I have to go at it, it's like I'm going at it, and it's like, man, if I flip over, my front tire is going in that hole. If I go like if I go too far forward, my front tire is going in that hole. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wait till like the very end to hop on and do it. And like when I would do that, I'm like, yeah, it works. It works every time. But if I so go does your, faster, does your, does your bottom bracket grind, or are you just on your back foot? I'm on sprocket, chain, and back foot because I got I have left hand drive at the at the moment. So okay, with the sprocket, even with the sprocket there, it's just like too much for me. It's too much. I don't know how to fucking figure it out. Some people are getting away with it, but like if yeah. I didn't have that sprocket there, I could do those all day. I could probably crank flip into one. Or maybe you, you need the, the Coalition 23-tooth sprocket from, oh. <laughs> like, way back. Yeah. Wow. So, it's fun. This, it's fun. Like, I got spline drive on the, on, on my crank for yeah. my sprocket. So, if I go, if I got a right-hand drive hub, I might be, I'd maybe fuck around. But then it's like, I love ice picks so much. I don't want that. If that rear hub guard, if I got a driver guard and it sucked, I would immediately not want that real wheel or you know, your put on your non-dominant side or your dominant side dominant side Ooh. yeah see your, your your setup goes against your feet so that's why i'm trying to think of like my bike compared to yours and technically like your bike is set up wrong air quotes you know what i mean like because you should have a guard on your dominant side right and i do Without but, the gear there at the moment. If I were to switch over, then I'd have to have a driver guard, which is always a mixed bag, it seems, no matter who makes it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got to look at your bike in person. You're kind of, like, losing me a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're getting into the weeds, Twitter, guys. Are you dick, you're not dick-footed, though. No. Okay. Maybe, maybe closet dick-footed. <laughs> <laughs> For the, uh, the people listening and they don't know uh, your bike setup, I'm just as... I'm a little bit confused too. <laughs> Your left foot forward. Yeah. And I'm That's right what I'm saying, forward. like dominant foot, back foot, like yeah. we're trying to t we're trying to talk in, in ways that we both know what we're talking about without confusing yeah. each other's setups. Yeah. Um Yeah. Did you uh listen to that that Aaron Ross podcast with uh Bobby Canode? 
you know, you between between the Dustin Not Justin podcast and then you sent dude, Canode's like on fire. I mean, you sent me the Canode and I was like, fuck, dude already has like 40 podcasts out. And I'm like going through all of them and I'm like, I don't I didn't even know where to start. <laughs> so I I forget who I even went to, but um it all depends on too, like how quiet my work is. Like I might be getting bugged every five minutes and then yeah. I can't get tuned into it. But I, I we ought to just talk about the freaking Ricky podcast. I feel like that's a decent talk. I wanted to I wanted to talk about um the Ride PA jam for John. I wanted to talk about the Ricky podcast. I wanted to kind of like talk about the Julian thing a little bit. Like if you want to yeah. cut this part out of me like bringing this stuff. No, that's fine. I got I got pissed too. Okay. But um, yeah. Let's let's talk about podcasts. The Ricky pod, dude. I don't know. I feel like Ricky got unfairly, not unfairly, the amount of grinding up he got. I don't know. I I don't want to say I see both sides of it. I don't want to. I don't know. Like, we'll we'll get. Let me let me piss real quick. Okay. We'll go to that. that we'll do uh. The Canode podcast, because there's just so much content that it's crazy. Holy shit, that's no I, I fucking saw that. joke. I saw that. That's that's going in the podcast. How did we sit down <laughs> at the exact same time? I saw that. I was like, that's Matt's ass going down at the same time as mine. That's hilarious. Um, similar bladder. Yeah, but yeah, so I do. So the Ricky podcast, like. I really got sucked into that, and I really I, – I don't know. You know, I I want to stay neutral and stay, like, analytical. And the that's, that's with, with saying that, and when, when – I mean, for anybody that's never done a podcast or for somebody that's, like, not in the mix doing something, you're, you're doing that podcast live. And you are doing it off the cuff, and you might not have – an outline right in front of you, or you might not remember. I don't want to say you don't remember what you said 20 minutes ago, but you can go down a rabbit hole of not remembering what you said. Mm -hmm. And you might, you know, to be fair, to be fair of anybody podcasting, you are not always fully prepared and you might have a topic on your mind that you want to present and you might not have the most ideal example. And I think, you know, any, anybody can fucking tear me up, you know, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm disconnected, you know, whatever. But I think you get in the moment and you're talking about something passionately and you might pull an example into the conversation and maybe it wasn't the best example or maybe it wasn't exactly what you wanted to talk about, but you're talking about something passionately and you live it every day. And you start talking about something and you just keep talking about it. And you might get to a point where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm still talking about this. Or, oh, I didn't really want to take this in this direction. And it, it can be edited out later. But ultimately, like, you're kind of like at the mercy of being live. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe like, I mean, everybody harped on the Chris Doyle part of Ricky's podcast, you know, of the podcast. Right. And maybe if he would have used a different example, everything would have been viewed differently. But it's like, because he chose 
that example, he got completely grinded up. And that was what you saw all over Instagram. That was everybody's fucking, you know, team weed, fucking everybody. That one clip. And it's unfortunate that he, what he presented throughout the whole podcast, there was value there. And people really only honed in on that one part or people gravitated towards that one part and overlooked everything else. And it's like, Hey, you you know, you're on camera. You don't have everything planned out. You're passionately talking about something and you get a little wound up. Dude, like I get fucking wound up when I talk, like I get excited. I get fucking loud. Like, you know, you're talking about BMX, you talk about something that you love and you might, Sometimes you're talking and you're like, oh, fuck, how did I get here? (laughs) Like, you know, it wasn't your plan to go in that direction. And I, I don't know. I, I I see both sides of it. I I've been where he is, you know, when you're, when you're talking in a podcast and you're presenting, you don't get to hit like pause and rewind and go back and be like hyper analytical of what that person said and like fucking take notes and look at the time. St- I don't know. Like it's real easy for an entity to go back, you know, team weed, whoever, and, and analyze what somebody said. And in the moment they're just talking for an hour of their lives and they might not remember what they said a half hour ago. I, yeah. you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like you get it because we've done this and I, I don't know. I, I think there's validity well, in multiple aspects of what took place. Yes. I I will say, like, that's as corny. Like, some people, you know, some people will say shit like, oh, I don't even watch my old edits. You know, I lived it. Some people don't listen to their podcast after they record one. Yeah. For me, I, I know I'm not a pro at talking at all. I know, yeah. I know I'm not a good interviewer, but I'm, you know, I've definitely gotten better communication skills after I started doing this shit. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I gotta, I gotta listen back to myself and make sure I'm not, you know, embarrassing myself or somebody else. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to sound like a douchebag and you don't, I mean, to be like at the very, at the most simple, the most simple issue you could encounter is you don't want to be wrong. Like, you don't, you want, you want to like fact check yourself to an extent. You don't want to sound like a douchebag. And you know, there's, there's things I say where I'm like, oh fuck, I hope Matt cuts that out. (laughs) And so I I don't know, you know, you might go on with somebody and they're your friend or they're, you know, whatever. And they might have no ill intention, but something comes out that you said that it's like, shit, I didn't really want to say it that way at that, at that time. And oh, I could have thought of something better. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it does. It did seem like they did uh, edit it down to some degree. Yeah, like there there were some hard stops that you definitely. I mean, the obvious like names getting chopped out, but there were a couple like hard stops that you noticed. Yeah, and I think what we saw was someone who who was talking without. Like I feel like every podcast you, every BMX podcast you listen to, we're all kind of thinking as we're talking, and he was just like, oh, exactly. "No, this yeah. I've been sitting on this for years. Like I've I gotta say this." Which yeah, there's cool, there's but... no script. Yeah, yeah, there's no script. There's no outline. Uh, it's not like a professional recording with like a recap, and I I don't know. You know, you're you're winging it. You're winging it 
no matter what the degree of your production is, and it's coming off the cuff. And when you put in, when when you're talking about factors that affect your life every single day, and you're passionate about, and you have some frustrations, that's only going to be, uh, you know, expanded into what you're saying and come off even more. I don't know, you know. Right. Everybody jumped all over the Chris Doyle, and it's like maybe there was a better example. Maybe there was something he wouldn't have gotten grinded up for. I don't know. Yeah, I I said this to Cam at the Goat Cave. I was like, at the end of the day, all of us BMXers are taking we we all take everything to heart because this is something that we've been doing since we were little kids, since we learned how to yeah. ride bikes. So there's a very strong like identity politic involved in this and if somebody says something like oh i don't use a hub guard on my driver somebody might be like what you know that dude doesn't even know about hub guard drivers you know and like we yeah. we can take it so seriously but realistically it's like it, it's only as serious as as we take it as and i think you know what one of the things that i thought he said that was interesting was the X Games shit, because I didn't think anything about X Games, good or bad, but when he said that shit about X Games, I was like, he kind of has a point. Well, I mean, I, sub subconsciously, I had already had those thoughts of like, yeah, the X Games is a little fucking boring. Like you said, you know, it's, imagine if you take every California spot and you put them into one park and everything's perfect and it's the top riders in the world and I, I subconsciously, like, I'd rather, like, X Games, I'm going to watch the highlights. I'm going to be fucking bored. I might be on my phone, you know, whatever. But, like, Simple Session, I'm watching all kinds of shit. You know, yeah. I want to I see more of that. And I feel like that's a better, a better portrayal of camaraderie and how you want to ride and community and... I, I understood what he. Long story short, I understood what he said about the X Games, and that did. There, I mean, there was a lot of value in a lot of things that he said, and whether whether you're deep in the industry or you're like a kid, there were a lot of things that you know. Maybe you're a fucking wheelie kid or whatever. It's good. I don't know. I think he 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 touched a lot of levels of the industry regardless of where you're at you know he yeah. might appeal to somebody that's 25 years in or he might appeal to somebody that's a year in and he hit a lot of valuable topics mm -hmm. yeah um this brings me to a point i wanted to make we'll, we'll go back into the other uh, things you were mentioning here but um <clears throat> is one thing if, if i had to go off on my own ricky moment of what i think we could do better is I think we could have more awards. And what I mean by that is, like, there's Nora Cup, and that's it. Yeah. Nora Cup's fine, but if you heard Fudger talk about how people get voting privileges, and some people just have privileges from, like, 10 years ago, and he just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I don't want to criticize how he does it. It should be however he wants to. But what I'm saying, and I'm not disagreeing with anybody who won this year chocolate truck 2 deserved it i'm not oh hell yeah I'm not talking yeah. shit on it what i'm saying is i think we should have more because i think if we have more then other people will win other people get recognized 
some maybe sometimes it's the same people but what it but what it does is is it it takes a little bit of that like frustration out of the culture and i've never said that's the first time i've ever said that word on this podcast <laughs> in all these episodes because like what ends up happening is you have people who are frustrated that other people aren't getting seen and then we're talking about like how x games used to be it it, it it's fun when it's kind of sort of like how um uh mma used to be with that not ecw but what's it called ufc wait like, mma or wwf UFC. You said ECW. Yeah, I meant I meant UFC. Uh, okay. I meant UFC. Like when it, when UFC first started, it was like anybody against anybody. Yeah. If you popped, if you got to the top, man, fuck, you got to the top, and yeah. it would be cool to to see that with the next game, or maybe within a different place. But so like in a in um in acting, they call it a a goatee. If you have a goatee, that means if you have a Grammy, an Oscar, a Tony, and an Emmy. So you have four different awards you can get, probably in like different areas of things. Yeah. So like, imagine if there was a Nora Cup. I mean, like the the other thing is is a. Uh, what did I say? Nora Cup. Oh, so like the coolest thing, the coolest thing in BMX is an event. Where people actually ride it that's the coolest oh yeah thing. yep the neck so i'm putting an order of operations you know the coolest thing is just a straight up event whether it's the vans waffle cup or simple session or x games you know did you watch that um that's uh las vegas jam that just came out mm -mm. we got we got to talk about that because that like you're making me think about that and the other possibilities that are out there and yeah. that was a jam that was awesome like that looked really cool and it was cool to, like you're gonna see names at a jam that you would never see otherwise right now and I, that's what you're diving into the possibility of not 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 the top 10 in the sport well there's there's just more than one way to to crown somebody there's more than one way you know so like the Monster Street Series was was a very cool example because that that involved riding like you were actually riding at those events and at the end there was a winner, or yeah. you know someone who got honored. Well, uh, Don of the Streets because I don't I don't streets. think they're doing Monster anymore, but you have Don of the Streets now. Right. So, you have all these things that are prestigious that there's riding at, which I will say is the number one coolest thing that happens in BMX is events where riding happens. Now the second coolest thing, if you ask me is the award such as Nora because now it, we're all sitting in a room agreeing on somebody probably partying probably drinking you know shooting the shit there's not so much riding involved it's just about riding like when Doyle I was there when Doyle crowd surfed the stage to Nora Cup and it was like you know tears were coming down you know because it's like he was he was due for that Nora Cup for years, and it just so many other big names were there and killing it that he just it kind of got passed over him for a little bit there. So when you got to see that, it was like, oh, it's awesome. So if we had, say, say we had an award for like Jam Rider of the Year, so like say this rider's hit hit all these jams, you know, th you'd basically have to figure out who is the voting body. And yeah, there's different ones, and there there can be like. An East Coast, a West Coast, a Central, you know, however BMXers want to get together about it, which is probably the hardest part about it. 
But oh, you know yeah, you I mean. could totally, totally expand the topics. I mean, you could have, like, best DIY of the year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, No one would want their DIY to win because they wouldn't want anybody to know about it. Yeah, yeah, just not say where it is. Well, I mean, you even yeah. have, like, a... Like Seamus uh, McKeon, however you say his name, like he's building that whole goat pen. Like, yeah, that's that's a DIY that's not. It's like a legal DIY. It's not a rebel DIY. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he wins. Um, did, oh, that did you see that that Cherry Park DIY just got torn down? No. So I think I think that was in Jersey. Like I got it in my phone somewhere. I never really oh. made it out there. But it was it was a cool ass looking DIY and it just got it got torn out in the past like week or two. Oh shit! And uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, my point is is you could have like best DIY, best jam, you know, whatever it might be, and um, you could definitely expand the the awards, you know, the yeah. the topics. Yeah, Pride PA even best, had their own best, awards. Yeah, I mean, maybe best trails would be too repetitive. Like, okay, you're going to have the best trails like three years in a row and it's never going to change. I, I, I don't know, but. Like best I'm, I'm unsponsored sure rider would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Best kid under 15. Bet, you know, there's so many things we could we could have fun with if we just organized and agreed to it. And I don't think it would be that hard given technology these days. Oh, yeah, like, you know, you said best unsponsored rider. Like, again, I'm disconnected. I'm fucking old, you know, whatever you want to call it. That Las Vegas jam, there was a kid or a guy, whatever you want to call him. He had a spray-painted bike, and he was wearing, like, a fucking Guy Fiore flame shirt. (laughs) And Homeboy had no stickers on his bike, like, no nothing, and he killed it. And it's like, okay, you're obviously not repping anyone. Like, you fucking killed it. You know, should, you know— should like attention be drawn, you know, uh, more people should be aware of you and you have a fucking spray painted bike and a guy Fiori shirt on and <laughs> you're killing it. Like yeah. stuff like that. I know what you mean. Like best unsponsored rider. Yeah. Shit like that would be cool. But, uh, going back to the, uh, your topics, do you want to go into Julian or Canode or, uh, well, yo, because we're on the topic of like jams and DIY stuff. Like I feel like DIY parks, super important. DIY jams. Um, talk about the Ride PA jam oh, uh, yeah. for John, because you were down there. Like I was kind of locked into something else, couldn't really make it down. But go ahead and talk about that. Dude, it was it was a great ass time. I was I had a little bit of social anxiety going there. I don't know why. I think I was just worried about you're, like raising you're money. The, oh, you're huh? the OG. You know, you're in your you're in your middle thirties. You can do whatever you want. I'm a little old. Um, it was so nice to like see everybody, especially because it was like, you know, people I had podcasted with over Zoom that I never met in person. I got to see, you know, seeing the generosity, like, like uh, just I got to meet Justin Bentian, who's super sweet dude. Um, you had never met him before. Never. I'm surprised because like you guys are both like chopping it up like in the mix. Well, what did he move to Philly since you've been gone? Yeah, basically. Okay, it's, yeah, that makes sense. It's then. so crazy. It's like man, and like between watching Chocolate Truck. And the Burks video, and 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 this event, it was like, man, if I would have never left, I would just be here. Like this would be my every day. Yeah. Yep. But um, it was a great time. And uh, shout out to Nick Bot, man. He he pulled it together with these um the five gallon paint buckets, with like the the paint lid holes, like you know the five gallon lid that has the hole in it. Yeah. So. They were able to set up – so basically everybody was really helpful and helped set up the tables 
you know, it wasn't just like one person doing all the work. Like everybody was just willing to help. Yeah. And then once they got the table set up, they had the prizes set out and they put buckets at the prizes. It was the most like BMX style fundraiser I've ever been to where like we got these five gallon paint buckets. We throw the ticket in the paint buckets. And it was like people had people had their shit together and they weren't BMX knuckleheads. Like it ran well. Yeah. 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 And and it wasn't like any any clear persons leading this thing either. Okay. (laughs) It was like it was almost like Burning Man in a way, like just the 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 crew just naturally assembled and and Ga- I mean, if anything, Gamer was like being a G and and serving food. Like he was right there, like the whole time, helping people like get food out, like burgers. I was like, damn, dude. Like, well, th- dude, that makes sense. Like, if you're gonna have a Philly OG like pillar in the scene, like he's the exact one. You know, like it makes sense that it's him. He's got a lot of experience with like food service and shit like that. So he's like. I just mean him being fucking around forever, still being in Philly, still being relevant. Like, yeah. it, it just makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then they, um, you know, they had the jams going and then, uh, they did, uh, called the tickets and we, they were doing like a little bit of an auction. So the, the jib pads went, um, they were trying to auction everything out for cheap, but I was like the jib pads, I don't really want to auction off for cheap. And it was just kind of like a weird, a weird moment because I wasn't, like I don't really want. It's, it's whatever. But basically, the money, the the pads went up to like a hundred bucks, and then it's like somebody from the crowd was gonna pay seventy five, and Gamer was like a hundred. So Gamer bought the pads for a hundred bucks, and he's gonna give them to John. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah. yeah so yep. that's, and I'm thinking like that's probably the best route that could have went. I mean, it'd be fine if somebody else had them, but. The fact that they're going back straight to John, he's gonna be probably really psyched. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I, mean, I would have made him and I would have made him a fresh set if he was like interested. So it was. Did Did you only make one set? I only made one. Ooh, one of one. Yeah. So it was a good ass time, man. Really good. Got to meet uh, Dylan Leeper. Got to meet um, a couple other people. I got to meet Marcus Hoyt. Oh, I, I want to talk about this real quick because I Oh, but see, I just he got on Odyssey. I just saw that this morning. Yeah, so I won the little Odyssey pack. I put in a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks of tickets for Dude, this. Dude, you Odyssey had me pack. going. I thought it was the flight bag. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. I thought get, it was the flight bag too. Flight bag, like blah 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 blah. And then you're like, oh no, it's the little one. And I'm like, fuck. I thought you said the flight bag. <laughs> yeah. I was all pumped on the flight bag on the on the uh cargo bag. So and... it's like a duff. Yeah, it's like a duff, it's a duffel bag and it had like oh, two tires okay. and like a multi tool. And I put a hundred bucks in there just because I was like, I'm just gonna throw some money at this just just for John. And after I did that, I had saw the gold bob bars in that kit, and I was like, fuck, that's the one I should have did. But then <laughs> I ended up winning the Odyssey one because I was like, well, I did put a hundred dollars worth of tickets in there. It's probably gonna end up being me. And it came with forks, and I was like, no fucking way. And so. <laughs> At the at the end of the jam, we already took our picture and we we're like about to roll out. <clears throat> Marcus is like, "Oh, oh, you won the Odyssey bag?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he like introduced himself to me, and like I didn't get it until I got home. I was like, "Oh, he's he tagged out. He's like on Odyssey." So but, you knew like two weeks before they they dropped that he was on Odyssey. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, dude, that's cool. You got the Odyssey pack." And he yeah. introduced himself to me, dude, and I completely fucking embarrassed myself. I'm such an old head that I thought this dude used to be on two hip and was in a props megator. 
you actually thought he was Demarcus Paul, and no. you just couldn't. <laughs> no, everybody said that. That dude that looks like Demarcus Paul. Yeah. But um, uh. You should have said, "Yo, I really like your elephant slip-ons." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he uh. So I was insisting to him that he was on two hip and in a mega tour, and he's like, "Dude, that wasn't me." And I was like, just being an idiot. I'm like, no, man, that was you, right? Like, and like, I feel like I just really embarrassed myself. But you're you're talking about way back. Yeah, and so I, it really stuck in my crawl because I was like, I don't want him to think that I'm just like making shit up or like insisting on some shit that's not true. So I went and I used that website that um fucking Cam from Goat Cave turned me on to called Twenty Three Mag, and I was able to do the archive like deep down. Okay, I was like, yeah. okay, it was Megator Eight. It was 2005, and it was um, Rommel Hoyle. So I remember seeing the word Hoyle on the bottom corner of it's the thing. Kind of like Hoyle. And I just fucking related the two and brain glitched when the dude was right in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God, you're from Props, you know? And he's like, no, nah, that's not me. So He's like, yo, I'm 15 years younger than that. <laughs> yeah, probably, dude. <laughs> Well, I know you've been killing it for a while. I don't know how long exactly, but so I sent him a DM. I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I fucking thought you were this guy." I ended up looking into it. It's actually this guy, and I mixed up the last names Hoyle and Hoyt. But you know, I just remember seeing like H O Y L E. Oh, that's funny. So my my uh, autism or dyslexia got got me one letter off. When you, when you're also bombarded with BMX content for, you know, you have BMX content for 20 years in your head, and in the last X amount of time, things have like skyrocketed. Yeah. Dude, we talk about it all the time, like all these edits are coming out every week. Like, we can't keep up with that shit. Like, what's going on? Who's this person from England? Like, who's this on Odyssey now? Like you're trying to keep up with that shit, and it's like I'm still thinking about props from 15 <laughs> years ago. Like it's hard to keep up with sometimes, especially when you're at a jam and you're like, I'm uh, fucking meeting everybody. You know, I thought yeah. I got to meet Percy for the first time in person, or not the first time, actually second time in person. I, I met him one time in person a long, long time ago. But like, damn, so I I met Purcell like, dude, I think Orchid like had a birthday or something. Like there's some random ass like kung fu necktie. Oh yeah. So when Vans Tiger Stripe Orchid came out, mm -hmm. I think Orchid had like a birthday or some goofy shit. I think I like to come. I, I met him back then, but um, but yeah, it's fucking hard to keep up with. Like you know, and you're at the jam like two four locos deep, like trying to like talk to you know what I mean, like <laughs> trying to talk to everybody. Like what's going on? Yeah, I actually I accidentally so vegan as a beard now. Which I didn't. I don't know if I just don't keep up with him enough to know, but yeah, I confused Percy with Vegan for like a split second. I didn't say nothing to anybody, but I was just like doing a double take. I was like, "Wait, Percy doesn't ride fat tires and brake loose." Like, oh shit, that's Vegan, you know. And yep. they really don't look like anything alike. But, no, but in passing, when somebody's riding right past you, are like, "Wait, was that Percy?" No. Yeah. So it was a good ass time, and then I got to meet a. Uh, John Shimp's sister got to talk to her a bunch. Like Megan, right? Yeah, Megan. Yeah, I get uh, I get all the email updates and I try to keep up with those of like what's going on. Yeah, and it it, it sounds pretty cool that like she keeps up with that because it's really nice to just know without having to like pester. Because I'm sure 
a lot of people want to know. Oh yeah, exactly. It's nice to like get the email updates and mm -hmm. know what's going on and it's like. Yeah. So it sounds like he's ready to get out of there and, and meet his friends again. You know, it sounds like, and she was saying like the doctors don't want him to leave just yet, but they think it would do good for his brain to start seeing some <laughs> familiar faces. And then like, that would probably flush back a lot of, you know, synapses or whatever. Yeah. So it was a good time. Cool. Yeah. I, I meant to watch the edit on ride PA. Like I got it on my list, dude. Like, I I see so much stuff on Instagram. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch that on the computer. I'm gonna watch it on the TV, and then I freaking forget about it. And it's like I have it on my list of I'm gonna watch it big. Yeah. Cause like I don't want to watch shit on my phone. Like you know, you watch it on a little tiny yeah. two inch screen, and it's I want to watch that big. Yeah, that's how it's I like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you or I'll tell whoever. I'm like, yo, watch that on the TV. It's that good. Watch it big. Yeah. Like make sure you wait way better. Absolutely. What do you want to get into next? Canode or Julian? Uh, did we wrap up the whole Ricky thing? Like, I feel like we touched on that. And like, I don't know. I, I, I we, we, we put the time and effort into it. Mm -hmm. And I think I just want to leave it at like, you might not know what it's like podcasting or talking in front of an audience unless you've done it. So maybe, maybe not be as I'm, I'm not even defending anybody. I'm just saying in general, like when you podcast, you, I'm kind of like, I knew where I was going, but like <laughs> it, it, it's, oh. it, it, it's easy to be critical when you're watching it after it's done right. versus like being there. Like, Give that person a little bit of credit, like, hey, maybe that wasn't exactly what they wanted to say. And um, that's not just for the Ricky podcast. I mean, that's for anything. Like, there's stuff I've said where it's like, oh, fuck, I didn't want to say that like that. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there was a lot of value in what he said. And even if you don't want to use the Chris Doyle example, like, I recognize, you know, there is a, a, a man in his 30s selling real estate with an adult job and you give them a frame or you give them parts, you know, whatever. And then there's the fucking 16 year old kid inventing new tricks or doing whatever. And I see value in both. You know, I see value in the OG doing this and it is where, where does that company want to put their dollars? And I don't know. I want to be, I want when I, when I was younger, like in my early 20s, like I would have been fucking radical, like, oh, fuck this, fuck that, should have done this, fuck mm -hmm. them. And as I've gotten older, I try to see both sides of the coin. And I think like, okay, where's this person coming from? Like, I might not understand that, but I want to understand what they're saying. And I want to see both sides of things. And I'm trying to like understand the full spectrum of what's being said or what's being done and seeing the value in both. And, um, I don't know, you know, I just, I, I, I want to be understanding in my analysis of content yeah. and I want to see the value that's there and what somebody's saying. And I want to try to understand where they're coming from. And I, I wouldn't grind them up. Like people aren't perfect. People say shit. They might not mean like they might be, I don't know. 
you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I'm I'm not gonna make a meme about the guy because I'm not totally happy with what he said because he didn't know what he was talking about. Like right. I right. I Yeah. And like it goes back to what I was saying before, like people us as BMXers, we take all this shit so to heart. And it's like we gotta once BMX BMX once BMX gets big enough that we don't take everything to heart, that's when we really move forward. But until then, we're not that we're not like that. Like in skateboarding, it's so big that you literally have groups that don't even know about other groups. Well, that was that was interesting with what Ricky was saying. Like you go to a skate park, and I remember back in the day, literally rolling up to a park like three states away and being like, holy shit, there's somebody else on a BMX bike. They're really good. I've never seen that guy. Mm-hmm. And now you are kind of stuck in your clique where like you might not go talk to somebody. And that's my point. Like there's value in something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's getting overlooked and I recognize what they're saying. Yeah. And, you know, when I worked at a paint factory, it was, you know, very blue collar, you know, hard hard work but like it was a kind of job where like nobody could fuck around if you fucked around you basically got fired like not not like fuck around couldn't joke with each other but like if you didn't do your job you were out because we're doing nine thousand gallons of paint we need five signatures from everybody approving that we are ready to start pouring if somebody does something wrong you're out but in but in in between those things we could be as jokey as we wanted to be. And I, I bring it up because it's like, <clears throat> if somebody did something that was like, not flat out wrong, just kind of like uncouth, maybe used the wrong reference, whatever. It was just like, we all made fun of them or, you know, you, you ribbed them a little bit and they kind of like got the idea that they overstepped the boundary without having it to be like an assassination on that person. Exactly. And I felt like some of that stuff was... I don't, I don't know. You know, what does my opinion have any fucking value? Like, I want to see what he was saying and see. What would be cool is to see somebody. I mean, they already, what, what weirded me out too was that they deleted it. They took it down because it's like. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you already fucking said it. Everybody already saw it. Like. I mean, Everybody maybe, already made their memes. Like, what right. are you doing taking it down? Maybe, you know, Mike or his bosses told him to take it down. But what I what I would have liked to see is somebody somebody snopes him, you know? Somebody say, here's the Ricky pod. Here's what he said that was wrong. Here's what he said that was right. Because I don't think it's, I don't think it's, you know, clean cut. Well, other other than the Doyle stuff, nobody really grinded him up that bad. That was like the main thing that people really fixated on. And um, all he had to do, all he had to do was say a different name and people might not have gone in the way they did. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of goes, I think this kind of ties in with the Julian thing and Eclat. Because they took oh, down their Oh, it exactly does. And you're, dude, you're exactly fucking right. Because you have pros that say, like, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Dude, the amount of, like, gratitude that I would feel for just riding my fucking bike and to say I don't want to post on Instagram. Like, and 
I remember how I felt as like a 14 year old kid and what I was willing to do and how you feel as like somebody in their twenties and what you're more likely to do. And they're like, is that difference? And really at the end of the day, you're riding your fucking bike, like do what's in your contract, fucking post on TikTok. Like it might, you know, it might feel corny, but like, just do it. I, I, or if you don't want to do it, run up, like run up a check outside of BMX and do it that way. Cause I, what I think would be really fucking cool is okay. Um, if there was more anti-pros, more people who aren't sponsored by anybody that are just fucking crushing it, you know, because, yeah. because it's like, for me, I mean, I know what, I remember what it was like to be broke, but at the same time, it's like, I, even at, even if I was broke, I'd rather pay full fucking price for exactly what I want than take what I don't want. So like when I was, when I was working for kink, I had access to build a whole fucking bike for free. They wanted me to build up a whole bike for free. I said, I ain't fucking with Spanish bottom bracket, dude. Mid bottom bracket's the truth. It's the future. Step your game up. And what did they do? They switched over. Did I, was I the, the initial thing for it? I don't know. I think it was just one more drop in the bucket in that, in that sense. So yeah. like, I would only get, you know, I don't only rock the shit that I genuinely would like. Cause it was, to me, it was like a respect thing. I'm not just going to take this from you. If I don't like it, if I don't want it, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to pull and take, 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 but back to the Ricky and Julian thing. So it's like, who can talk about money? Who can talk? Like, I don't, I'm not saying Ricky's the best person to talk about it. I'm not saying I am. I'm saying who can. Can we can we nominate somebody to talk about money? Well, and there's there's riders that maintain an image and they have a certain image and they ride a certain way and they dress a certain way, they have a certain fucking hair. And I don't know, maybe if their sponsor isn't sending them the parts that are that they want and it goes against their image, maybe that can create a level of frustration. Um yeah, sure. I don't know. You know, I I try to put myself back at if I'm in my late teens, early twenties, all I care about is riding. I, if my sole focus was riding and traveling and checking tricks off the list, I wouldn't care what color my parts were. Yeah. So I don't think I would ever reject what my fucking parts were. If I had good parts and I could ride, I, I don't know. I guess you have to be in that person's scenario and you have to think about like all those different factors. Um, but yeah, with the Julian Eclaw thing, like I, again, you know, it comes back to like trying to see both sides of the coin. Like, mm -hmm. you know, me, me being in management now and dealing with installers or dealing with helpers, like there are people that are just fucking knuckleheads that don't get with the program, don't listen. And it's like, Hey, me as management, I'm trying to make your life better and you're not getting with the program. Like I'm trying to help you and I don't know. Yeah. And, and being on the flip side of that, Oh, I'm a rider. They sent me whack colors. Like I'm not psyched on that. I don't know. You know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta but... try to see both sides of it and don't side too hard. Right. Right. And, and when I, I initially was siding one way when I first saw Julian's post and then once you know, like like you said, I saw a little bit of both. And I think everybody did that. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Julie, you know, you got him." And then you read Eclaw stuff, and it was like, "Oh fuck!" Like that's you got to you got to know both sides of the story 
before you can really accurately say anything or think yeah. anything. I mean, all the pieces. It, when I compare it to my day job, I'm like, how did these grips get fucking to production? And the guys at ECLAT were like, wait, that was Julian's? You know what I mean? Like, you got too many pieces moving. If you can't manage it, you're not doing it. And I think I think that's something that they, I don't put words in anybody's mouth, but it kind of seemed like that they kind of owned up to to some degree, that they kind of like dropped the ball on that. It it was wishy washy. It it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, like it was weak on both ends. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, it I think, and I bet you there's so many like, I didn't get to go through the comments. Everybody was telling me that the comments in the eclat post were gnarly. And I bet you there's a gajillion other, you know, a BMX Me Too. You know, there's so many stories that could be said. And to touch base, to go to the Canode uh, Aaron Ross episode, which I, I enjoyed it so much because I feel like Aaron Ross himself could have his own podcast. He was, like, well-spoken in a way. Like, kind of reminds me of a comedian. But um, <laughs> he talked about uh, Ian Schwartz. Yeah. He said that he thinks that, you know, if he wanted this much money, if I can't get this much money, then I want to see the world. And if I can't see the world, I'm going to go farm. Like, just that that was how he explained it. Well, yo, that's like the thing, too. You, I don't know. You can only you can only make three hundred dollars a month and sleep in a in a house with five other dudes for like so long. And when do you land at like, hey, this isn't going to like, this is a great dream in my late teens and my early 20s. But if you have a skill and you can make a lot more money, I don't know. I get it. You know, you say Ian Schwartz, Garrett Reeves, like Mm -hmm. uh, Kurt Rasmus, you know, all all those people that that was like all just Sunday right there, I think. Um, Wow. But yeah, people that go in those directions. Um. You know who's who I hadn't kept up with for a long time? Um, oh, Caleb. What was his last name? He had like the hand tattoos. He rode for a uh, stranger. Oh, who? Caleb Quanbeck. Yeah, dude. I clicked on his Instagram for the first time like ever the other day, and he's somebody else. And it's like fucking annihilated riding and dropped off. And it's like people fully do recognize like, hey, I'm going to make more money installing floors or installing windows, you know, whatever. Right. And I, you know, talent, talent goes in a different direction. Dude, that would be an awesome ass fucking award. Best full time, you know, do basically Nora cup for like working class, like yeah. best video part for someone who has a full time job, best, you know, friend section or best, vi- uh, you know, overall video. Cause like, I mean, Maddie Miller has a full time fucking job. Like, yeah. uh, Ryan Howard has a full-time job and, you know, I would say Howard is one of the most legendary four peg riders ever. And he's got a full-time job. Well, and you know, that, that was what Ricky said though, about the, the like requirement of pros pumping out seven Instagram stories a fucking day, you know, are you just putting out content at the local park that you're not even, I don't know. You're just pumping out content based on your contract or are you putting out something that your name, that you really want to put your name on. And 
dude, the the world is in a weird place. Like the industry is like in a weird fucking spot right now. Like, are you that pro that posts once a month, but you're like so proud of what you created? Or are you that viral fucking TikTok person that's just putting out skate park clips or, you know, whatever? I don't like, know. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. That's so like, it is like what, when Ricky was saying that shit, I was like, if you take this for like face value, you might knee jerk and be like, I ain't fucking posting seven times a day. But what I, what it immediately made me feel like was like, it's okay to post. Like for me, I don't go on Instagram for validation anymore. Like I feel like I used to, like I was, I think in your young, when you're in your young twenties, like oh, that, yeah, yeah, you know, same here. You're like, Oh, I want, I want a hundred likes on this post. And then you realize like, Oh no, the algorithm like fucked everything up. Like, yeah, this isn't a, a um, reflection of the content that I put out or the quality of what I put out. Or your friends algorithm. seeing it. It's a reflection of whatever just happened. You know? Well, 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 yeah. And, you know, your followers are being led in a way that's orchestrated by the fucking algorithm where they might not even be seeing you. You know, they, they might yeah. be seeing, like, the paid ads or the paid Which whatever. Which Makes to me that and, makes you feel more com- makes me feel more confident in posting because I'm like, it's all a big fucking shit show anyway, so I might as well just throw throw a drop in there. Oh yeah, for me like I post on social media as like my own, like a uh, a a paper trail or like a diary of yeah. like okay this is what I did like I'm gonna get fucking twenty likes in this day and age. Eight years ago I'd get hundred and twenty likes, you know or whatever I don't know anybody can like grind me up or whatever, but it's like. I know what I used to do. I do the same thing now. And it's like, why do I get a 10th of what I used to get? And I have more followers than I used to have. Like <laughs> it's, it's right. the social media platforms that are just like, I don't know. They're doing, That's I don't, I, you know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, you're, you're, you can't equate your value to fucking social media when the technology isn't playing fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I, you know, I, I, I talked to my helper at work and he's like, oh yeah, Snapchat, TikTok. And I'm like, I don't have fucking Snapchat or TikTok. Like, what are you talking about? And there's times I'll like reference like something and he's like, oh yeah, you are old. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like, I don't know. But it's like, I, I don't know. There, there, there's riding and there's perpetuating like a brand and there's like, carrying somebody that's helping you out and then there's like the obnoxious fucking like i don't i don't know over the board shit yeah like i i just try to understand both sides of it and i try to I, i i try to see value in all the aspects of what's going on yeah and and it I'm wondering if Brant will, because Brant had had talking with Ricky, you know, hours and hours long podcast, so many episodes, and I I never really listened to any of those specifically, maybe one or two, and he was kind of already saying the same shit. So I don't know if he really said anything different in this than he did with Brant. I mean, I maybe Brant can confirm that, but well, and somebody in his role is going to have a more inclusive view than 
a large majority of anybody that thinks they know anything, yeah. you know, he's going to have more weight to his input than the average rider or, or a lot of industry people, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're a rider, you're a TM, you're sales, you know, you're everything. Yeah. And even if you said one thing that people are going to grind up, like you still have the input of where you came from, what you're doing now, what you see on an everyday basis, like they're just, I don't know. There needs, there, there didn't need to be the meme shit that happened. Right. And internet's going to internet either way. Like, I'm, oh, exactly. Yeah. The internet is going to internet. That's the fucking tagline, dude. The internet <laughs> is going to internet. People don't have 20 years of skin in the game. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm bring it on. Health stuff, like, yeah. Bring it on. Okay. MRIs, fucking hips. Dude, all kinds of shit. Um, I'm gonna pull up just in case. I mean, it's gonna look like a little bit of a self suck, but I apologize. I'm not really trying to self suck. I'm just trying to ex- explain. Um, so I put my hand down the Saturday before the jam, right? Oh, at Ephrata. Yeah. At Alitits. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry, Alitits. They're right by each other, yeah. The reels did me did me good here. I don't know how. Dude, you, you were real for posting that uh that slow-mo, man. This one? Yep. So as you can see, my front tire washes out, my shoe clips and hits the rail, and at the last second I get to put my hand down. And the ground came at me so fucking fast that it really scared the shit out of me where I was like, God damn, I got to watch what I do more. Well, yo, like I said, with all those leaves and that new cement, I was like, you were playing with fire. <laughs> like, you should have known better. So all those fucking leaves and... I had gotten it. I had gotten the doink, but I didn't shoot it slow-mo, so I couldn't tell yeah. if I even did it. Uh... I mean, I could if I would have sat there and went through it longer. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, my phone was so full, I was just like deleting stuff to get it. So I don't even have the make. So I just have the eat shit. And the way that my hand goes down right there. Yeah, I, you fall on your hand and your body falls on your hand. So we're now a week and one day later and I still can't I still can't put my weight on my hand and I still can't bend my hand all the way back. Just from that, which yeah. I would say is a minimal fall. Looks and so like I'm you know, I went to my sisters. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, but now every once in a while, it kind of feels like I fucking broke it. And it's like, well, I can move it. So I don't know. Yeah. So just like health shit. It feels like, it feels like even the most minimal thing could turn permanent is my point of bringing that up. Like if I feel like, all right, now what do I got to do to keep, I'm left-handed. What do I got to do to keep this from? So here's what you do. Here's what you do. So when you're old and you're in your 30s and you own a fucking house and you don't get to ride every day, you go outside and you split wood. And you do like, dude, seriously, like I go outside and I do yard work and I'm like, okay, what is going to kind of relate to riding? Mm. Okay. I, I mow my yard. So I'm walking behind my mower. So maybe that's kind of like pedaling a bike. Okay. I'm going to split wood okay, that's kind of like bunny hopping. And I, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do something. Or like, if you're digging out a bush or you're freaking like, I don't know. I just, 
like I burn wood. So I always kind of think like, okay, splitting wood, like doing this, it's using my upper body. Hopefully that kind of like sort of relates to riding. Like just do something, like just keep moving. Like yeah. as long as you're doing something, it's going to hopefully kind of translate to riding. Yeah. You got to do like the BMX calisthenics. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so Tuesday, so I finally went to the doctor. I was like, look, my knees aren't good. My hips, no good. And I have something floating around in my hip. I've had something floating around in my hip before I even moved to Philly. Uh. And at, at that time, it was little. It was like, like that big, like a quarter. Dude, and hips, hips are the worst. So apparently, you can just like develop one of these things in your elbow, in your hip, anywhere there's a joint, you, they can kind of just like appear. Yeah. So I found it the one day going to take my underwear off, and I felt like a lump in my hip as I took my underwear off, and I can mush ah. it. Now it's like stuck in like the joint of my hip, and if like if I were to like take my pants off and showed you like the side of my ass. You'd be like, what's that weird divot? And I'm like, that's where shit's fucked up. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's awful. So when I went to the doctor, he, he just like bent my knees and he's like, what hurts? I'm like, whatever. And kind of just like mold over that. And then when he saw the hip thing, he was kind of like alarmed. He's like, at your age, it's kind of weird, but it looks like you have arthritis. Uh, like, well, gonna, yeah. He's like, we're going to need an MRI. And I'm thinking, we don't need MRIs for my fucking knees too, man. Come on. Like fucking yeah. xerox my whole ass like let's go like give me the full body scan because we need to you know everything's related to other things so if i'm limping because of my knee then it's gonna fuck my hip up but yeah he requested contrasting dye are you familiar with this shit yeah so yep. they had to inject they, they put me in the mri machine and then halfway through they injected this shit which it's like i can't see nobody i'm in this tight tunnel now i gotta stick my arm out somebody's gonna shoot me up with something i can't even see and I'm going to sit yeah. back down here and be like, everything's fine. And so Tuesday, Tuesday I find out something. Tuesday's when we uh, when I go meet up with him in the morning. So maybe I'll do like a follow-up video. But I just wanted to mention it because, I mean, like the whole reason I mentioned the knee and the hip stuff is what I'm saying is get after fixing your shit up don't ignore it oh yeah like don't ignore it like just keep up with it yeah get now, you know just find something out and in the midst of doing this i hurt my hand my wrist and i'm like ready to do, just ignore it and i'm like at this weird fence where i'm like it kind of feels fine it kind of fucking sucks too i can't ride you know what i mean like i can't even do push-ups like i used to i used to be part of my little workout and i wanted to like get into it more because i need to do it more and it's like i so there's a skateboarder named Neen Williams who has, like, these workout videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you told me about him, yeah. He's sweet, dude. And he does, like, cooking, too, and it's, like, really good, like, nice-looking food. He goes to do his push-ups or something, and he has to put his hands on the ground like this. And he's, like, he's, like, because my hands are so fucked up, my wrists are so fucked up from skateboarding, I can't put my hands down. Yeah, and Mike now, Mike Mann just posted a video of he can't do palm push-ups. He has to do knuckle push-ups because of wrist injuries. Who's this? Uh, Mike Mann. He's from, like, Long Island. kind. He lives in a van, like, in California now, but he does all kinds of, like, health stuff. and um, um, bike rider? His stuff's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he rides. Shit. Uh, Mike, M-A-N-N, Mike Mann. But he does, like, a ton of health-related stuff, like, uh, exercise-related stuff, like... I met him 
I don't know, eight years, like way back. Hmm. But hmm. um, yeah, he lives out west now in a van. He's pushing with uh, his fist. He just posted a video of like, yep, I, I have to do it on my fist now because I can't do it on my palms anymore. I might have to do it that way at least until I figure out what else is going on. And it's like, I'm half tempted to bring it up when I go into these doctors. Like, hey man, I kind of did this while just chilling. Here's the video of how it went down. Can you fucking, I'm already here. Can we, and I, I feel this pullback from the doctors. Cause I said something to the physical therapist about how like I went to go but do jump rope the one day and my my ankle gave out and i literally just like fell down and ate shit on the ground because yeah. my tendons weren't in the groove correctly and i went to go jump rope and just it felt like i snapped my ankle but really it was just like the tendon yeah. not lining up so it's like all right so how do i i can't get a two for one i gotta whatever yeah oh yeah and they they don't recognize like like, I have no faith in doctors at all. Like, I've had so many injuries that they're like, oh, we can't do anything. It's like, what do you mean you can't fucking do anything? Like, I don't know. Like, I... Right, you gotta go I to the right bother. one. What? You gotta go to the right one. Oh, yeah. And, like, where I lived in Coatesville, like, where are you gonna find the right fucking doctor? Like, nobody knew anything. Yeah, I mean, um, you are, like, close to, like, a lot of things, though. There's a lot of stuff I mean, happening yeah, if you. you had the health insurance, you can go to Philly, you could probably get diagnosed, like, great. Mm-hmm. Um... But no, I've always had terrible experiences with doctors where they're like, oh, we can't really do anything, you know, this or that. And it's like, whatever, I'm not even going to fucking bother anymore. Yeah, wrists suck. They're like ankles and they take forever to get better. And it's like your lower back and all you can do is do stretches, like do Mm -hmm. exercises. And beyond that, like no doctor within your financial budget is going to be able to do anything to fix you. Right, within your budget. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, because it might be one <laughs> stupid little bone in your wrist out of like thirty freaking bones that has some issue. And the dude, the average doc. So a doctor is like a, a mechanic, like a car mechanic. Like they they really are not that educated. Like they took X amount of classes. They got taught how to use, how to prescribe prescription medicines, and how to do a little bit of like mechanical shit. And they know the gist of how the regular ass body works. And beyond that, most doctors don't fucking know anything. Yeah, you kind of And it's the exact same thing as somebody working on your car. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. And they're winging it, and the only difference is, oh, this is my body, I have to live with this. And yeah. the, the average doctor in your little fucking town doesn't know anything. They don't know shit. They had six years of school, you know, whatever, eight years of school. They read shit out of books. They might've watched some video. Like you, you, you working on your car off of YouTube is the same thing as fucking doctors working on your body. Like they, they don't know anything, (laughs) you know, unless you're going to like some crazy specialist that specializes in that one bone in your wrist in Philly at some medical college that you're going to pay out the ass for them to work on you. They don't know anything. Right, right. Because it's it's like uh, when you go to a mechanic and you have transmission issues and they're like, we don't do that. You you need a specialist. It's like. Yeah, like oh, yeah. You, you have to go to Audi. You can't just go to like, you know, or whatever. You can't just go to your freaking Lebanon mechanic. You got to yeah. go to the whatever dealership. I have uh, some stem cells in, inserted into my knee if that fucking worked. Like, but. But I, my doctor, he like saw my knees. I'm like, it gets hot on this side and this side when I do this and this. And he's like, all right, physical therapy. I'm like, okay, great, but I'm kind of already doing that. 
So yeah, and the other thing, the other thing is, is they're getting paid by the fifteen minutes. You know, you're in a fifteen minute time window. Right. They're gonna go bill your insurance. You know, they're gonna go have their admin girl bill your insurance, and they don't care. And you're way better off like changing your diet or exercising or doing yoga or whatever. Finding your people that are doing what they what they preach. Yeah, your your doctor's not gonna tell you shit. They're not gonna tell you fucking anything. And like I get. Dude, I'm like the Ricky right now. Like I'm so wound up, like getting talk, or, you know, talking about that stuff. Up, yeah. Because I, I've had doctors not be able to tell me anything. I broke my sternum, and they were like, "Oh, this is what we could do, but it's going to be expensive." You know, or I broke my knee, and they were like, "Well, we can't really do anything." Dude, like, what did I just pay all this money? My, you know, my, you're going to charge my insurance yeah, out the ass, and you didn't do anything. Something. I just, yeah, I have no faith in doctors. Like, you're not going to fucking do anything. You don't care. Right. I, and I tell you what, once, when, when Tuesday comes around, I think I'll have an, I'll have an opinion on this hip thing about whether or not this doctor is cool or not. Cause I, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. Like eat, eat healthy, eat organic, eat vegan, you know, whatever, stretch every day, do freaking yoga. And that is going to do light years more than any doctor you know, a, a doctor's go-to is going to be PT, where they just get rid of you. You go to some PT entity, you know, ATI, wherever you go. They're going to freaking throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. They're going to have you run on a treadmill and stretch fucking rub, uh, rubber bands with your leg. You're not going to do anything. You're going to be like, oh, it still doesn't feel good. They don't know what they're doing. They're just going to charge your insurance. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're going to go through. And I think, I think the reason I'm the reason I even went to the doctor is because, like, I feel like I need surgery. Yeah. And what I'm trying to get at is what kind of surgery do I need? So uh, there was, like, these two military veterans that were on Rogan's podcast, and they were talking about the young man's hip replacement. I had oh, never yeah. even heard of it before, and I was like, I think that's probably what's going to have to happen to me. Oh, jeez. And it is gnarly. Like my one of my uncles got a hip replacement and my dad and I actually found a video online of what they do. Dude, it's like people doing woodwork. Yeah, like, it, like the tools, woo, the tools are like wild and what they do and there's like smoke coming up from the drill they're using. Like it's it's crazy what they do. So the, the young the young man's hip replacement is actually called a uh, hip resurfacing. Okay. That's the correct term for it. And the reason that they are calling it the young man's is because it's for you to still be active after. Like, actually. Because, yeah. like, what I'm thinking is sports medicine. Because I'll quick say this. There's this one podcast I listen to where there's a couple Indian dudes in it. And they talk about their relatives who are doctors. And they're like, yeah, our one, our one friend wanted to get their knee fixed. And they went to this one guy. And all he does is like Joe Schmo knee knee fixes like ACL, MCL. And this other guy was sports medicine. So the guy that didn't get the sports medicine fix had to get his knee redone like three or four times. And the guy who had it done with sports medicine involved, like I don't know if they do it stronger, better, what, but you know, they're thinking how how can you get back on it and, and still party? Yeah. So the hip resurfacing <laughs> is supposed to be a way for you to get back on and party, but the recovery is longer because they're going through your ass instead of like, yeah. So they go through your ass first of all, 
Second, you mean all, like butt cheek? Yeah, they go like directly through the yeah, back. Not, of your not ass through your cheek. asshole. No, not through your asshole. Yeah. They basically cut your ass cheek open, and they cut off the tip of your femur, and they put on like a new prosthetic femur. Yeah. And they replace your hip socket with like a Teflon nylon. Yep. Super slick. So it's a ball. It's a ball and socket joint. So you have your pelvis that receives the ball of your hip, and that pivots on itself and they replace that with like metal and nylon where before bone and like tendon rubbed on that dude going through your butt cheek that's like the thickest muscle in your whole body oh my god that's what they're saying it takes the longest to heal so it's like Ah. what do i it's like i have this hip issue like like i'm i'm not gonna escape it i might escape my knees i might work around my knees i might work around my wrist my hip like I'm 36, and this happened yeah, when I was walk 25. Every day. Well, it's gonna come down to does insurance cover that? So far, they do. So far, um, do I it, mean, do I mean, it, do it now. Once, uh, once we see what the surgery is, we might see what the insurance. Like I don't know what insurance does cover at this point. Uh, I don't okay. know what they're gonna, uh, you know, come at me with. So yeah, I'll I'll have to do an update video or have you on again so I can bring it up. Yeah. So Tuesday, Tuesday's when I find out about the hip. Hopefully it's... Yeah, I'm curious. Because that's the other thing is like, usually when I've gotten x-rays before, I see them. Like the doc, like in the yeah. ER, the doctor will show them to you. So my experience so far, I, I do want I did want to say this real quick, not to drag this out, but I went to the doctor. I said the knees, the hip. He's like, all right, we'll get you x-rayed of all this shit. Went and got the x-rays. I didn't see them. He comes in. He's like, you got arthritis in your hip. We're going to do physical therapy for your knees so i didn't get to see that yeah and now we're on to the next thing so i was kind of like i knew i kind of needed an mri but i was kind of annoyed that you told me to go get one without me even knowing like i'm paying for this i kind of want a copy of the fucking x-ray like well that's how it is it's not it's not their money so they don't care they just tell you what to do based on what they have been told and they don't care I want, I want everything I'm paying for. I'm gonna start asking for the documentation to it all. Yep. But yeah, Tuesday we'll find out. So. Interesting. Until then, I'll be doing stretching and all that shit. Dude, and that's like the most beneficial thing you can do. Just freaking eat healthy, stretch, like exercise. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah, I started. I don't know if this matters. I started jogging recently, within the past month or two. And my knees don't hurt. My ankles don't hurt. Nothing really hurts when I do it. I'm only jogging one mile. I'm, I'm making sure to not go hard because I know it, I could fuck myself up by running too much. Mm-hmm. The amount of, like, cardio you feel, like, burned out of, like, your nasal passages yeah. from that little run is crazy. Yeah. Well, it depends on, like, what elevation you're at and what the temperature Dude, is completely and what the humidity flat. is. Completely flat. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, tent. how high of oh, where yeah. you live, like where your town is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. Is there a? Is there oh yeah, definitely. Talked about that we need to talk about. No, I, I, I think, dude. The, I, you know, I know we said power hour, or fucking two hours and fifteen minutes into this, we yeah. had twenty minutes of dicking around, but yeah. um, I think we covered like some some basic stuff, some past week stuff, and I think. Doing this is a good way of like tackling topics that are current and stuff yeah. that's going on currently. 
yeah, I think we could do these more often if we wanted to. Just yeah, it's just it's making the free time. It's getting the uh, now that you have all the acoustics dialed or whatever you call that, the acoustics dialed <laughs> in, you'll be able to hook up that much faster. Yeah, let's hope this audio is correct. Yeah. I mean, we got the audio. It seems like we got the audio correct, except for you being able to hear things uh, auxiliary. This, this was the fastest I ever logged in. Like, I clicked in. I was good to go. Normally, it's me screwing around for like a half hour, 45 minutes, <laughs> trying to figure out why I can't see you. So for this to work right now, no, that was good. Cool. Well, uh, I'll let you get after the rest of your Sunday. And Yeah, you got to chip away at freaking yard work and life stuff and uh yeah i'm glad we got to get some time in and chip away at some some current topics oh yeah man thanks again and uh i'll talk to you again soon yeah definitely talk to you later man all right peace